authentic conversations with Dr. D. Yvonne Young. Join America's leading relationship expert, top holistic life coach, and best-selling author, Dr. D. Yvonne Young, along with a diverse team of regular commentators, experts, and celebrity guests. Be entertained while being informed on the issues that affect you most. Don't miss it. Dr. D. Yvonne Young, providing you the tools you need to start living a profoundly extraordinary life. Good evening, America, the UK, Canada. We've got so many uh, countries listening to this show that I just don't want to slight anybody. I know that when uh, I make that little announcement, people are going, okay, how many people are listening? Well, according to our Cumes, millions. So with that being said, I think we have a program tonight that is going to definitely make a huge difference in your life. I suggest before we even get started that you get a pen and paper and take a bunch of notes. You're going to need them. This is some really, really good stuff. I definitely, more than any other time, want you to listen to this, especially coming up on this holiday season. Reason why. We are in a state of, um, for some of you, not all of you, you're in a state that is going to make or break you over the next few months. For many Some of what's taking place right now will make or break you over the next few years. Life comes in cycles. In my practice, uh, oh, let me deal with this thing. I I got a bunch of emails about this show, so let me say this. All of you people that are uh, religious, and I'm putting that mildly with a grain of salt, but for all my religious friends out there, I need you to hear this and hear this really well. The laws of attraction do not go against Christianity. I think most of the other religions on this earth aren't as um, cocky as some of our religious Christians are. And I'm not mocking Christianity. That's a religion that I practice, but I'm just going to call it like it is. There's a lot of hypocrisy in that. If you ever want to see that, come to America and go to church on Sunday morning. You will see the most segregated place on earth is the American church. So, Are we getting better? Yes, we're getting better. But do we have a heck of a long way to go? You betcha. So I want you to hear this. Jesus was the ultimate metaphysician. He, and the Bible is filled with these things that unless you are, and you may be a little slow, so tonight I'm going to speed you behind up. The truth is when he says, as a man thinks, so is he. That is the epitome That is the foundation, that is the core element that the laws of attraction are based on. Now, before we get into the laws of attraction, I want to talk to you about several aspects of their use. How do you get them to work for you? Because many of you have, you went and bought the secret, you bought the CD and the book, and you watched the thing so much that it's not even working anymore. And you're wondering, okay, I keep visualizing stuff. Nothing happens. I keep writing affirmations. Nothing happens. Heck, I pray all the time. Nothing happens. When, I, when we finish this program tonight, if you are listening and if you apply what you are about to hear, I assure you 
this will change your life. Things that have been delayed in your life will start manifesting themselves in the next few days, not months, not weeks, in the next few days if you do what you hear tonight. I suggest that you text, call, email, go knock on somebody's door, and tell them you really need to listen to this so you can stop asking me for 5 and $10. No, okay, maybe I'm going to look for But if you listen to this program tonight, you will begin the process of getting the life that God has been trying to give you for the longest, and you kept screwing it up. Now, let, let's go here. I'm going to start with prayer. For those of you that don't know, prayer is a metaphysical technology. I'm going to repeat that. Prayer is a metaphysical technology. You've heard me say this. There's a scientist named Greg Braden and a few other people, not just Greg, but several people, including yours truly, and I am a scientist at heart. I, you know, the reason I believe in God, the reason I believe that you can call those things that are not as though they are, the reason that I believe that you can create and cause the materialization of that which you desire is not because I read it in a book, not because I drank some grape juice and put a little MD in it at the church, and none of that, not because I went to a church where people are twerking. I got to hang on. I know my, my producers are already in my ear going, please don't go there. Yeah, I am. Who in the hell came up with twerking for Jesus? Whoever did that, you and I need to have a long, long talk because, child, there's something wrong with you. You need to leave whatever it is you're doing. You need to leave that real alone. But, okay, I'll get back to the show. But the, the point I'm making is prayer is very, very important, and it works. It is one element of manifestation, one element. It's not the only element. Many of you are so busy eating some some chips with some hot sauce on them or some pork rinds and thinking that, okay, well, as soon as I get through with these chips and this beer, God is going to answer my prayer. No, he's not. God, first of all, your breath stinks. So he is not going to answer your prayer when your breath stinks. Okay, maybe he will answer your prayer if your breath stinks. But the point I am making is if you want to have a better life, if you want to have a better outcome, tonight's program is all about that. And, you know, while I'm talking about prayer and your breast tank, let me, <laughs> my producers, this is so funny. It's just dropped the clipboard. Um, but I just want to ask you, if you're going to be down at the front of the church holding your hands out for people to pray with you, would you please chew some gum, get you some Listerine, uh, them little film things that I use, spray some banaka in your mouth, eat a peppermint, Child, ain't nothing worse than you trying to invoke the Holy Spirit and your breath smell like the spirits of hog moths or malt liquor or something. Stop it before you start praying. Over, and stop spitting on people when you pray for them. Okay, I got it out my system. Back to the show. Oh, I, okay, like that had never happened to you. You you tell me, those of you that go to church, 
If, if, if there's nothing worse, if you all feel with the spirit and somebody's praying for you, it smells like McDonald's or something. That, that stinks. But, okay, let me get back to this. All right. Now, here's what I want you to think about. Just imagine and Stop laughing. We're trying to get back serious. Now, I, I know I know somebody's going, that happened to me today. That I get it. I, trust me, child. I understand. But here's what I want. I, I want to ask the question. How important is prayer? especially as it relates to laws of attraction. I'm going to tell you it is very important, and I'm going to tell you a little story. There was a young man at seminary, and he sought out a monk, and he told the monk, he said, I want you to teach me the secrets, all your secrets of prayer. And the monk just looked at him and shook his head, But this kid was persistent. So he came back again the next day. He said, look, I want you, please, please, would you teach me the secrets of your prayer? Because he was checking the monk out, and the monk was cool. He had a good life. He was old as dirt. Nobody knew how old this cat was, but he still looked young, but they knew he was old. He He was never sick. He was in his right mind. And obviously a man probably way over 80 years old that, was able to do the splits and, and do all this stuff you see on Kung Fu. I mean, this dude's in great shape. So this kid walked and worried this man for weeks. So I think probably maybe three or four months had gone by, and he told the monk, the you know, the older monk, he said, man, I'm leaving here, and a few months they're sending me out. And it could be any day. It could be a few weeks from now or tomorrow. He said, would you please teach me the secret to your prayers? So the monk still hadn't said a word. And he just beckoned for him to follow him. So he followed him, and the monk walks out into a just uh, like a big pool of water, it you know a natural spring the water had steam coming off of it whatever and when they got in just past their waist the uh, the monk hadn't said anything and the students just waiting on him to say something they standing out here in this it's cold out there they standing in this water with steam coming off of it next thing you know the monk grabs the kid and holds his head under water and the kid is like thrashing about and struggling. And, but the old monk was strong and held him under water, and then the monk, uh, when the kid finally uh, almost drowned, the monk let go of him, and he came up grasping for air, embarrassed, angry, and confused. And the monk finally said something. After all these weeks and months, he hadn't spoken a word to this kid. The monk looked at him and said, till you pray with the exact same desperation that you had for air, you have not prayed. Prayer is as important to our soul as air is to our body. We need to have that amount of desire, that amount of need, that amount of passion, if we are ever we're going to use the technology, and I'm going to say it again, the technology of prayer. Now, here's where a lot of you guys get this jacked up. You want a quick answer. You want prayer 
to work the way you think it should work. You know, you memorize words, and I'm and for all my friends out there that are Catholics, y'all some prayer memorizing folk, and that's why. And most of y'all are broke as hell. Okay, now I, I'm not knocking Catholics because I can go down the list. And and another thing is proof. When we get to a point where we got all these different religions. That tells you right there something is wrong because it's not but one God, but that's another show. I'm not even going to get into that. But the truth of it is you want the laws of attraction to work for you. One of the first things you must understand is prayer. So at this very moment, I'm going to tell you how to pray and how to pray effectively so that you can start lining yourself up with that which God has for you. Now, here's the first step. You know how when a friend walks into a room, the first thing you do is you nod your head, wave you sometimes and get up and hug them? Try that with your prayers for a change. Instead of you, get first thing you do is, dear God, please, Send me some more weed. Well, I hope you ain't praying for weed, but uh, or some more weave or whatever it is. Stop it. That is not the way you pray. The first thing you do when you see people is what? You greet them. You acknowledge their presence. And, you know, even in church when you're in there faking, or maybe you may be for real or whatever, um, you actually shut your mouth, sit down somewhere, and you get quiet, Right? thing you do in prayer. So number one is be quiet. Don't ask God for anything and acknowledge his presence. Now you're asking me, how do I do that, Dr. Young? Real simple. In the Bible, there's uh, one of the favorite things I love it's it's like by my birthday. It's it's Psalms forty six eleven. Hell no, I wasn't born in nineteen forty six. But I'm saying the six eleven is my birthday, June eleventh. But it's Psalms forty six eleven. It says, "Be still, and know that I'm God." So the first thing that you do when you really want to connect with God is be quiet. Be quiet. If you really want to connect with Him. Don't don't you don't have to go to church to do it, and I'm not telling you don't go to church. So some of you crazy folk don't start writing me no letters right now, okay? I, like I said, it's what 1.6 million, 1.7 million people listening. I'm going to send them after you if you write me a letter because I'm trying to tell help you. But the truth is, just be quiet. Be quiet. I know that's hard for some of you because you don't know what that means. Don't text. That doesn't mean that you can be texting while you're quiet. Put your phone down and set the presence that you want to have up to acknowledge the presence of God. Once you do that, so many people think that holiness is unattainable and that we need to look at God like he's a statue with our hands folded piously. That's a bunch of crap. The reality is 
God does not want that type of relationship with you, and he does not. God desires to be in a relationship with you, and I'm not saying you should not revere God. I'm not saying that you should not humble or submit yourself. I didn't say that, but what I am saying is you don't need to be a carbon copy of uh, ain't, ain't, ain't whoever or uncle whoever or your pastor or uh, any of these people. Just be yourself. God created you with your own gifts and your own passions. And that, my dear, is where manifestation of everything, I'm going to say it again, that, my dear, is the manifestation of everything that you want from God. It is housed in those gifts and in those passions. And he wants to shine through you through those gifts and passions that he gave you. In other words, what I'm saying to you people is if you just get quiet, put the cell phone down, stop asking for, you know, stuff like you look here on Santa's knee, and just be yourself and just be one with you and God. Just be yourself. Even back in Jesus' time, his apostles said, you know, how should we pray? And I love to teach this. I I wish I could just take this to every church, every fake church especially, and let people know. Jesus was not telling these cats that if you say these magic words, like Jack and the Beanstalk having magic beans and throw them over there, it's going to grow a big beanstalk into heaven and you're going to get a goose that's going to lay golden eggs. What he was trying to teach these guys was, first he said, our father, right? In other words, he was saying, it ain't all about the priest and the preacher and and sister so-and-so and that nun and that rabbi. That's all crap. God loves you and hears you, so you don't need these middlemen and women. You don't need to order a bottle of prayer oil off the TV, and if you do that, Please call me saying slap the, never mind. But you don't need to do that. And then, you know, as he was praying, you know, the the other thing that came down with it was that he was saying acknowledge that there's certain things that you don't have to go into this abyss with in order to con- to communicate with God. I'm going to break that prayer down, but for all my brothers and sisters out there that are uh, Islamic, that are uh, Jewish, uh, that are agnostic, you know, don't stop listening because this is just a little piece of a bigger puzzle. But I want to use it because I just think it's a great example, okay? So just bear with me. Don't get hung up on religious dogma in this point. The thing that he said was, hallowed be your name, right? Now, the same thing that I just told you, what did I just tell you? When you th- I know most of you think of hollowed, think of, of the Keebler Elps making some cookies. No, it's deeper. Hollowed means set aside. It means holy set aside, right? Now, what did I tell you up front? I said, get quiet. Be yourself. And then the next thing in the prayer, it says, your kingdom comes. In other words, call those things that are not as though they are, because what if, if you really read, I don't care which version of God's manuscript text to man, all of them say in some way that 
what is in heaven can it will be loosed on earth, but you have to call it down. This is where the laws of attraction, you have to attract this to you, and to attract it, you must know that it already exists. It's a reason why you have certain things written on your heart. Now, you freaks out there, I'm not talking about how you looking at that woman at church and her breast is and she's twerking in the choir. I don't know who in the hell came up with that idea, but tomorrow, Braxton, somebody needs to slap you. And if I ever get on your show, no, I didn't say it. No, I'm just kidding. But the truth of it is, that is what you're asking for has already been set aside. That's why you think about this. Your will be done on earth. That's future tense, as it already is done in heaven, you know, present tense. So, in other words, the very things that you are wanting, you already have them. The thing that's blocking the manifestation of these things is you. It is not that they're not already in escrow, and I'm going to talk about that in a minute. Then it says, give us today our daily bread. In other words, man, stop thinking about what you want and appreciate what you already have. If you, if your child doesn't appreciate the things they already have, well, some of you modern-day moms are stupid enough to go buy a kid some other stuff. I ain't. But the truth of it is I know for a fact I'm not giving you nothing until you show me that I can trust you with what I've already given you. So, so another reason why some of us, because I know I fit in this bucket right with you, haven't manifested the things that God has for us is because we aren't being good stewards over what we already have. You want a new husband, but the one you have, how did you treat him or the one you had? You don't even treat yourself good. Why would God subject someone else to your presence when you don't even treat you right? You sitting there, you overweight, you smell like an ashtray, your eyes are bloodshot red because you can't stop drinking, smoking, you have a bad temper, you're judgmental as hell. You know, it, what really trips me out with this is that the people that you would think deserve to be blessed the most aren't. And you know why? It's not because they drink. It's not because they have addictive habits. It's not because they smoke. You're so damn religious that you can't be human. And that's blocking you. Hint, hint. I know I'm going to get mail on that, but I'm warning you, if I write you back, you ain't going to like it. Now, here's the next thing. It says, forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. In other words, how do you expect manifestation to come your way when you are mean as a Halloween cat? You got a hump in your back, look like you came from Notre Dame. I mean, you, you can't expect God to bless you and give you anything until you take your trash out. And then it says, you know, don't let us go into temptation and deliver us from evil. Many of you are in cahoots with the devil. And I'm not talking about the devil with that little red felt suit and that plastic pitchfork. I mean these devilish, sinister, vindictive, evil thoughts that you have. And, yes, I know if you guys were listening to my show this summer, you heard me want to take these people that did that stuff in my, my website name. If I could have got my hands on them folks, I would have done some medieval to them. I'm not even going to lie to you. However, now that all of that's behind me and I look at that, I see that I wasn't trusting God the way I should. So maybe that's your problem, too. Hint, I, I, I'm not talking about you. I'm talking to you because I've been in the same boat. 
Now, let, let's get into this thing talking about using the laws of attraction and how do they work. My producer says, saying, are we going to take a break tonight? Um, no. All right, now, the, the laws of attraction can improve your life, but only when you use them properly. So let, let's go here. Dr. Young, how do I do this? Chill. The, the book, The Secret, and Rhonda Byrne, I dig Rhonda. We have the same publicist. Uh, well, one of them, not Pam. Pam is my real publicist, but uh, Paul Krupen is my other publicist and for my books. And we, we share that in common, but here's what, she, here's what she left out. Rhonda's a cool chick now, but she left out a lot. You know, she told you if you just visualize it. Well, hell, most people don't know how to visualize anything. And then if you just do affirmations and if you just – and she did all this feel-good stuff, but she didn't tell anybody how to do the work. Right now, get your pen and paper. If you don't already have it, you need to listen to the first half of the show and learn about prayer because if you don't get that right, you ain't manifesting nothing. But if you heard the first half of the show, here comes the nitty-gritty about using the laws of attraction. The first thing, you know when I said you want to pray, the first thing I told you to do is create an environment to do so? Mm, Makes sense, right? You cannot make anything from dinner to a baby unless you create an environment. You can't. So prep your mind. The way that you do that is meditate. You guys hear me say that every week. Meditation is the highest form of prayer. So for those of you that think meditation means you're sitting on the floor in your pajamas going, um, I mean, I'm not saying that doesn't have its place, but it ain't that serious, people. It really isn't. Here's how you meditate. You cut the lights off. There's this little piece in your brain called the pineal gland. The pineal gland is affected and associated third eye. The third eye is the place where we have discernment, clairvoyance, where we have this knowing about things and other dimensions, things that have not happened yet. No, you don't have to be a psychic. You don't need to be a swami. All of us are born with a divine spirit in us. And all of it, I don't care whether you believe in God or not, it's irrelevant because, believe me, you will before you leave here. But for those of you that have some good common sense, God is so very real. You quiet everything. You cut off the lights. That's where you hear this thing about a prayer closet. That is really literal because the pineal gland, it regulates sleep cycles, okay? Those things are called circadian rhythms. You can look that up later. But most of our pineal glands are calcified because of the foods we eat, the fact that we're stressed the heck out. We don't drink enough water. We smoke cigarettes. We smoke pot. We drink wine, liquor, too much sugar, too much fried food. All of that stuff, believe it or not, affects your pineal gland. The way that you can knock that junk off of it and decalcify it, I'm getting ready to tell you that right now, is eliminate some of those things from your diet. Now, the common misconception of fasting, because I always hear people, I'm going to fast so the Lord will talk to me. 
I don't care if you don't eat for four months. You may have some hallucinations because your butt is malnourished. Fasting does not get you closer to God, dummy. It does not work that way. What fasting does do is it decalcifies your pineal gland. And what fasting does do is it helps you learn self-discipline to focus on things that are spiritual. So if you think that, well, you know, and, and here's the proof of this, okay? Some people, I'm, I'm going to fast. Okay, you're going to fast. Cool. How are you going to fast? I'm not going to eat any meat. Okay. What about you? Well, I'm going to fast. I'm not going to eat anything for seven days. Okay. What about you? Well, I'm going to fast. I'm not going to eat until after 6 o'clock. What I'm trying to illustrate right here is quit listening to these folk that ain't doing nothing but following some other idiot that didn't know anything, that they didn't do their homework. They do not understand what fasting is about. You know, and for and like people have said, well, Jesus fasted 40 days and 40 nights. I'm going to be the first person to tell you that you are, I can tell, that just made the phone ring. Somebody really didn't like that, right? But I'm going to educate people, and if someone doesn't like it, you go check everything I'm telling you out, and you're going to find out Dr. D is not making this up. I have a master's degree in metaphysics. I'm an ordained minister. So if any of you want to refute my credentials, boo, I've got them all day long. This is the fact of fasting. Fasting serves a couple of purposes. It is to decalcify your pineal gland. That's the number one purpose because you are a body, a spirit, right, as well as a soul, which, you know, that's another show. But the simple point one, two step here is cut off the lights. Even in the daytime, you can close your eyes and put one of those sleeping blindfolds on and be either totally quiet or there's something I love. Uh, it's on YouTube. It, it, it's Tibetan bell sounds with or with chimes and wind. No talking. I mean, if you need guided meditation, hit me up. I can recommend some legitimate stuff that won't jack you up. And if you are really, really a baby to this, there's one on the website, drdivonyoung.org. That's D-R-D-I-V-A-N-Y-O-U-N-G.org. You can, uh, you know, you can buy that and we'll send you an MP3 that you can use. But, again, that's for you that just are really babes in this and it's a it's you know a way to help you kind of start this process if you don't know anything about it but for those of you that have been following my program you know something about this you sit for preferably the number of years you've lived is how many minutes you should meditate a day so if you're 30 30 minutes if you're 45 45 minutes however to get you used to it just start by trying to do about 15 minutes. Sit in the quiet. It's better. And I, I'm going to give you this. Drink a cup of hot tea or something like that, you know, just to calm yourself down. And something with a little caffeine in it so you won't nod off because <laughs> you know, we want you to be focused. And, and here's what you do. You close your eyes. And pay attention to your breathing. Your thoughts are going to come and they're going to go. But here's what here's the result of this. Doing this increases your brain power 
And it helps your mind to get into a receptive state to hear God's voice. That is the purpose of fasting, and that is the purpose of meditation, is to hear God's voice. The physiological aspects of fasting, well, you don't need to go starve yourself to death for a month thinking that's going to make you get closer to God. All that's going to do is probably let someone find a skinny corpse. It is not going to help you, not in that area. But the purpose of real fasting is to, you've heard this phrase, and, and, and biblical um, uh, text saying to be absent in the body is to be present with God. That is the purpose of fasting. It is, it's kind of like prayer and words. It's not the words that connect you to God. If you believe that, you're an idiot. The truth of it is prayer and manifestation from prayer comes from you being in an excited emotional state where, I'll give an example, the word him, H-Y-M, you know, the thing with the Bible, what have you, that word, when you sing a hymn, it's associated with the word hymen, and I know that there are very few virgins out there, especially if you're over 12 in the United States. No, I hope not, but the truth of it is, if the, the hymen was that little piece of flesh that a virgin, some people are going, virgin, what is that? Virgin? Anyway, it's that little piece of flesh when a woman is still pure and has not been had intercourse with a man. That's where we get the word him from, believe it or not. And it's a point of breakthrough. So when we sing a hymn, we're singing it to break through to where we are receptive and open to being in the place with God. So an example is, think of a gospel song you like, um, you know, uh, Open My Heart by Yolanda Adams or whatever. Um, When you hear something that is a piece of music, it's not the words in the music that brought you and God together. It puts you in a certain setting emotionally, puts you in a certain, predisposed you to a certain, uh, uh, almost a physiological slash mental spiritual mind state that would allow you to go to another place. And that's why you start crying, or for some of you that's crazy, you start jumping all over the church shouting, what is with that, by the way? Are you? Let me tell you something. It does not take all that. It does. I, I had this. I, I got to break from this and just say this so we can get this really clear. One day I was speaking at a friend of mine's church, and the pastor is just as sweet as she can be, and uh, and the people that invited me there is just a beautiful church. But they had this one little nutty woman they call prophetess, prophetess, and. Prophetess told me, well, now you need to run around the church. I looked at her like, have you lost your mind? I need to run away from you because you done lost it, boo. All that running and falling and punching or in the nose and shouting, that's probably a sign that you got some vexations going on, and those things have nothing, absolutely nothing to do with divinity. So just want to put that out there. But the truth of it is you need to relax your mind about, Minimum of 15 minutes, but you need to work your way up to one minute for every year that you live. And just sit there and be quiet. Now, thoughts are coming, they'll go, but let them go. Now, before you do that, 
And while you're doing that, I want you to remember that you are positioning yourself to send a request to your creator, a request that was created by thoughts and therefore will respond to thoughts. In other words, you've heard this before. See the vision, write it down, and make it plain. Now, if you are not clear or sure about what you want from God, what makes you think that you're going to get clarity from God when you send something that isn't really the results you want up? In other words, what I'm telling you is this. I'm teaching you probably maybe a few weeks ago about how to pray and get manifestation. Be very specific, not only about what it is that you desire. You heard what I said. I didn't say want, desire. But also be very specific about the because, okay? An example. Instead of praying some foolish prayer like, Lord, when I go to the casino, let me hit, please, Jesus. No. I'm saying that let's say you actually have a sensible prayer and a desire, and your desire is, Father, bless me with this contract because it will allow me to pay my past due bills to take care of my children because your word says I should owe no man nothing but to love him. Now, you notice how I connected three or four things then. I connected a very specific prayer. I connected God's word to that prayer, and it wasn't about me. It benefits me, but I wasn't the only person it would bless. So after you meditate or before you even go into meditation, Write down on paper what it is, and don't have no laundry list of stuff. And, Lord, and after that, I need some new drawers. You know them sexy kind, Jesus. No. (laughs) I want you to really identify no more than two or three things. In other words, don't be so busy thinking about everything you want Just focus on what's going on right now. You remember in the Lord's Prayer, what did he say? Give us all the days. No, he said give us this day. And that's where you blow a lot of manifestation. You don't even know what you want, and you want stuff you don't even need, and God being wiser than you ain't going to give your crazy butt out stuff that you're not ready to handle you want God, oh, please send me a husband. What part? A dog don't even like you. How is a man going to like you? You heard the hell out your dog or your cat. Why, how is a man going to like you? The bird figured out how to open the cage and get the hell away from you. Now you want a man? Come on, boo. No, you have to get you right. And that's another thing. When you ask God for your request, picture in your mind, Because anything you ask God for, the word says, I answered your prayer while you were yet praying it. You ever heard that old statement, be careful what you ask God for? And many of you have done it. 
some of y'all right now got a funny-looking baby by a funny-looking man because you wanted a man. Lord, send me a man. And he let you have that fool, and now you got a child by this idiot, and the baby ugly and stupid, just like daddy. And you sitting there with your hand on your forehead going, Lord, why did I have a baby by You prayed him up. That's why you got that child by that dumb man. You prayed for that and got exactly what you prayed for. So part of asking God for things has to do with being mature and wise enough to ask wisely and to think. So picture this. Quiet. Relax your mind. Your second step is be sure about what you want and decide that it is going to be a blessing to more than just you. Have your because together, is put it another way. And then after you've meditated, after you've had some quiet and you know God's present and your angels are present, then you make this request. And I'm not saying verbally, well, I'm, because here's the deal. Words do not bring it to you. Please hear me. All of you people that have been praying and wondering why you don't have what you ask God for is because you talk too much and don't know how to pray. So I'm teaching you right now how to use the laws of manifest the laws of attraction to manifest your desire. I'm teaching you this, and if you do, if you blow it, it ain't on me because I'm giving you play by play right now. Visualize while you pray the joy that bring that you, that what you're praying for brings visualize more than just yourself benefiting from it visualize how your life changes for the better visualize how this makes the world a better place visualize how this shows your relationship with your creator so that means you can't be visualizing you want somebody else's husband and wife, does it? Hey, in other words, you cannot ask for things that go against divine order. God does not, he's not the author of confusion, and he's not the father of lies. So if what you are praying about is something you have to lie about or it's going to create confusion, uh, duh, you're probably not going to get it. Well, probably not. You're not going to get it, Okay. Here's the next thing. After you have been quiet, after you have petitioned God in the spirit, not with your words, after you have visualized what you want. And and let me give you some stuff because I know I I used to be crazy and some of y'all still are and I am too sometimes. So let me help you. First, God is not going to make another person do anything. So don't be praying and visualizing, oh, Lord, I want my husband to stop doing this, my wife to start doing that. Get that out your head. Now, what you can do is you can ask that they become more conscious about how their behavior affects other people. God will grant that one all day, but he is not going to make nobody love you. So don't be trying to pray up on the husband and pray up on nobody to give you no money. That It doesn't work that way. God will give you the power to get wealth, and it's going to come through your gifts and your talents, okay? Now, after you get through meditating, petitioning, and visualizing, 
Get a pen and paper, and I'm here to tell you, folks, this works. I promise you this works. Get your paper, and here's the first thing that I want you to write down. I am so happy and grateful now that blank and finish the sentence. I am so happy and grateful now that I have started losing weight because I want to be healthy and be here to enjoy my children and my grandchildren. I am so happy and grateful now that I've got a better job so that I can enjoy going to work, that I can be a blessing to the people I work with and they can be a blessing to me. I am so happy and grateful now that I have a new car or a new apartment or a new house because I'm closer to work, I'm in a safer neighborhood, and I don't have to worry about uh, whether I'm going to make it back home or make it to work driving this driving the car I was driving. In other words, you can't be bitter Bill and angry Annie I hope ain't nobody named Annie and Bill listening. That's not personal. But, you know, you can't be these people and not express gratitude for the things that you want to come. Because if you notice what this says, and I'm going to repeat it again, after you pray, after you meditate, after you visualize, write this down. You remember, see the vision, write it down, and make it plain. I am so happy and grateful when now that I have whatever it is you're asking for because and write it in present tense as if you have it now. Avoid using negation terms and I'm going to warn you whatever you say that's what you get. So you cannot be acting some kind of way and wonder why you're, you know, I've seen people, well, I had a lady call me one day and she was like, Dr. Young, I don't, the laws of attraction just don't work. Everything, I I don't have none but bad luck. And I'm always, I even had a client, I was so glad to get rid of this woman every week. She was sick. It was something else. I mean, she all she ever talked about is, well, this happened to me, and you know, my, and then I slipped on a potato, and you know, I mean, just whatever. It was never anything positive. So week in and week out, this woman, her, well, my son then got shot. Oh Lord, you know what? My sister got murdered. Well, you know what? My my baby, my 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 baby boy gone back to the penitentiary. I'm like, you know what? I do not want you, ma'am, I can't help you. I really can't help you. I swear to God, I know that mess is contagious. I almost said the wrong word, but you know what I'm saying? So you have to make sure that you avoid negative people. i give you, here's a good example, because I know some of you are like, I still don't understand, Dr. Young. I'm coming there. I'm coming there. You can't pray a prayer like, Lord, I'm sick of this damn car. Bless me with a new car. This car's getting on my nerves. Because what you just did, think of, just listen to that. You said more stuff about the car and more stuff about damning the car, and it's getting on your nerves. And how much did you say about thank you for my new car? Very little. And I keep telling you people, words are not what causes manifestation. It's the emotion connected to a perception and to a thought 
that causes manifestation. So if you keep praying, Lord, I'll be glad when my husband dies. I'm sick of him breathing, Lord. I mean, all that's going to happen is he's going to keep breathing, and then he may die while he's driving the car and you in it. So now you're dead, too. You get me? In other words, you cannot keep thinking negative things and expect to get a positive outcome. Now, the writing your stuff down. Remember, I am so happy and grateful now that whatever it is you want, because, and see, that's your way of coming into agreement with God for the good things that he has for you. Now, here's the fifth thing. I'm not telling you to fake it till you make it. I'm telling you that you will attract to you what is for you by your disposition, your frame of mind, and your presentation. I'm going to say that again. You will attract to you what is for you by your disposition, your presentation, and your frame of mind. You know, I had a a, a guy that came into me, and he was like, Doc, I really said, man, you know, I can attract money, but I can't seem to get a good woman. So, you know, I said, I got an idea. I'm going to come by your office. And really what I was coming by was I wanted to visit his house and his workplace to see exactly what was going on that he could attract money because I was fascinated by it, but he couldn't get a good woman. So when I go to his house, the first thing he has is a picture of a naked woman uh, you know, and I'm not, I'm t- you know how brothers are. I mean, I'm just going to call it like it is. You know, the little pin-up chicks, you know, the ones with the oil in the booty out, the Kim Kardashian-looking chick. Y'all pray for Kanye because he's crazy. Uh, anyway, but, you know, he, that that kind of look. And I'm like, dude, these are not wife material pictures you have up. These are hoes. You know what I'm saying? Hoes. You, you, you you saying you want this kind of woman. But every picture you have that I've seen on your in, in your crib at your workplace is oh, it's some chick butt out, naked, all high heels. You know that ghetto picture where you take with the chick with her hand over her tramp stamp, looking over her shoulder back at you. So even though he said one thing, what was in his spirit was another. And you, what did I keep telling you? It's not the words. It's what you have a passion for that comes your way. And ladies, don't go, ah, no. Sisters, don't change the dial. Just sit your butt back down. Here we go. I'm going to get to you. You keep talking about how all men are dogs. Men ain't you know what. And you wonder why you don't have one. Duh. Or you wonder why the dudes you get just roll over you, you know, like a steamroller on a new street. Duh. You must feel the way right now that you want to feel after you receive your wish, right? You must act, you must speak, and think like you have already received what you want. You know, I'm going to tell you, in the last year, God has blessed me. I got a large office. Uh, an office where I don't have people that, you know, they have their business, I have mine, we're all sharing. No, my office is mine. I'm the only one with a key. And that's what I wanted. 
And my office is, you know, it's beautiful. I'm in a beautiful building, great location, and I visualize that every day. And before I ever got that office, I was praying, and I was saying, Lord, thank you for a nice office in a perfect location, a beautiful building that's safe for me and my clients. Well, you can't even come to upstairs to my office without signing in. There are cameras everywhere. You know what I mean? It's like exactly what I visualized is what I got. And then this last last couple of weeks, you guys, um, this is true. I was going, okay, God, I would like to have a good holiday season. I want to, you know, spend some time, do some nice things for my clients, my kids, myself. I need blank to do it. And I had a contract that was coming through, and all of a sudden, the day before I, I thought I was going to get it, it it just stopped. I got a letter saying, look, we're postponing this. And I'm like, y'all are postponing my life too. And I know some of y'all can relate, right? And I prayed about it. I, I did exactly what I'm telling you. I meditated. I got quiet. I spent a considerable amount of time with the lights off, listening to nothing but the wind and the chimes. And like you, I had crazy thoughts coming and going, but as they come, I let them come. As they go, I let them go. And then I would walk. Uh, you, you know, I, I love to walk, and I do this uh, suicide workout every day now, this P90X3. But I learned that if I'm going to be blessed, I have to take care of my mind, I have to take care of my body, and I have to take care of my soul. Now, what what does that mean? What that meant was I had to start feeling and believing and and visualizing. So I did. In my meditation, I visualized new clients calling my office. I visualized that contract being reopened and them signing it. I visualized myself working out and completing my workouts. I visualized myself doing my little seven- and eight-mile walks and runs. And you know what? I just did one a day. It is freaking cold in the city that I'm in right now, and it was drizzling, and it's weather that it, no one would be outside in. And I got to thinking, I was like, I have not had a walk and talk with God because of this weather. And I made up in my mind that, you know what, I'm blessed to have a hat. I'm blessed to have a coat. I'm blessed to be near a beautiful place to go hiking. I put that stuff on, and it never stopped drizzling. But the more I walked, the better I felt. And I prayed and talked to God. And when, and before I left that park, I got the, the – the, it spoke in my spirit that I'm going to take care of everything you need. Relax. And when I left that place, I knew that I had heard from God. I knew it. And then the other thing is I'm not going to lie to you people. I'm going to keep it real. Do I have doubts? Hell, yeah, I have doubts. Do I still have these thoughts of things that I fear happening, yes, but I tell my thoughts to go somewhere and sit down. Now, this is what you have to do. This is actually the most important and powerful step in using the law of the attraction because this is where it starts working. And sometimes if you do this, you don't feel like you need to anymore because you feel like you already have it. But let me tell you something. Show gratitude before the things you're asking for happen, and show gratitude for what God already did for you. It says enter into God's presence with what? Thanksgiving, with joy. 
You know, it says make a joyful noise unto the Lord. You dig? You can't come to God. Lord, look here, man. You just don't know, man. You know, this this Negro here getting on my nerves and little mamas, you know, I don't know what's wrong with it. I mean, you cannot come to God like that. You can't come to God talking about, Jesus, you know Tyrone. You know him, Lord. And I just ask that you kill him. You cannot be praying these crazy prayers. You have to come to God and your angels because you're, but you've read this. It says you never know when you are entertaining angels because they will appear as people beggars. They will appear as people that get on your damn nerves, you know, that kind of stuff. But the truth of it is write down what you're grateful for. Take a moment. And be thankful that your kids are healthy and be thankful that you got a new job that they be glad they fired you. Hell, now you ain't stuck there no more. You can go get a job where you're appreciated. And pay the universe back. Pay God back. Pay the angels back. Gratitude will motivate God to do even more things for you. Even your spiritual continence will cause you to draw more things into your life. If you were once bullied and, and that person stopped, that's something to be grateful for. If you didn't lose nothing but three pounds, and not because you put your purse down, but you know what I'm saying, that's something to be grateful for. If somebody that you had a crush on, they're not trying to feel you, but they like you and they want to be friends with you, be grateful for that. Be grateful that you don't hurt anymore because of the person that left you, the person that died. Be thankful for the car that you're driving because that's when the new one can come. When you when you show that you are appreciative and that you're humble and, and just really glad that God has done what he's done, that's what's going to open the door now. And now here's a big deal. It says, without faith, it's impossible to please God. And, and being honest with you, you have to call those things that are not as though they are. Faith is the evidence of what? Huh? It's the evidence of things that are not seen. It's the substance of that which is hoped for, right? I know right now, as I sit and speak to you, I do not have the contract I want with a major network. Not that I want. I want, I want a seven-figure contract. And I ain't talking about no million either. I'm talking about like five to ten million, seven, eight-figure contract. I don't have it now, but I know it's coming. And you know how I know it's coming? Uh, here's a good example. A show, Fatal Attraction, watched by millions of people on TV One and Oprah Winfrey Network. They call me, Doc, you want to be back on another episode? Sure. You know, CBS calls me, Doc, can you do this? So these little bitty signs are my evidence. I don't need to have all of it right now to know that all of it is coming. You know, I, it's so funny. I remember, you know, my, uh, the, my, my little work car. I'll go ahead and call it out. You know, my little work car is a Jaguar, and it's a nice car. But that little rascal, every time I look up, it's like something else. I gotta get, I gotta get fixed or what have you. And, and I don't have no hoopty. I got a decent car, but God has blessed me, where I have a mechanic. I don't have to go to the dealership and get ripped off. 
and he does a better job than they do because once he fixes it, it stays fixed. And I don't have, I always keep getting a hookup. And what that is showing me is that, you know what, I want you to ride without a headache. I want you to be able to go and come as you please in a comfortable vehicle. So I'm even though I have not bought the new car that I want right now, God is showing me that he's providing me with great transportation, and just like he gave me this, he's going to give me that too. In other words, the desires of your heart will come to you when your heart ain't full of darkness. Your heart can't be, you can't be running around here praying and somebody drops dead and and hating on folk and all of this and expect to manifest anything because the laws of attraction, they are, they like reciprocity. They're altruistic. In other words, what you are putting out, you're going to get that back. Now, hear this, and please hear this part. My producers are saying, the show is almost over. Well, I'm going to go a little longer. If you guys don't mind, I, I just want to put this out because it's very important. <sighs> Imagine that if there was an ultimate alternate dimension that's exactly like the world we live in, but whatever you truly desire you have in that world, I want you to see yourself in that dimension where whatever, whatever you ask God for comes to you in an instant. Don't look for what you ask for. This is where people tend to mess it up. Don't look for it. You don't have to keep an eye out <laughs> for an event that's going to manifest your wish because what that's te- what you're doing, it's only telling God that, you know, uh, you don't have it. And you will attract to yourself not having it. In other words, you remember what I, I said this at the beginning of the show, as a man thinks, so is he. And if you listen, if you talk to anybody I don't care what they're successful at. They could be doing anything from illegal stuff to whatever. If you if they've made it there, you can ask them, "Did you is this what you had you wanted one day?" And what they'll say is, "Yeah, but I never dreamed it'd be this good." Even Oprah says it. She says, "You know, I knew I would have a television show, and I knew I would be doing a lot of stuff. I just didn't know it would be this big." And I have lots of my clients that are NFL and NBA players. I have one little cat. His name is Marcus Bird. You guys keep an eye out for this dude. He is going to be one of the best golfers to ever play the game of golf. And when I, I remember what made me take him on as a client, I was talking to him. We were having dinner, and he was describing, he said, most pro players in golf shots that they can nail. And He's, he was describing terms. I'm, I'm not a golfer, so I'm not going to screw this up. But basically, one of them meant you could hit the ball low and make it go 300 yards. You could hit it high and a big arch and make it go 300 yards. You could hit it just kind of like with a rise, like a lift, I think is the term, and make it go 300 yards. He said, most guys have three. He said, I can do that with at least 10 different shots. And right then, I knew that I was talking to somebody that was going to have exactly what they said. And then his beautiful mother, his mother is so sweet. His beautiful mother and I were sitting down and just, you know, no intent on this conversation. We were having a meeting in Atlanta, 
And she looked at me and she said, I visualize. And this woman had been in a bad wreck and couldn't have walked. She's walking and pretty and fine as all, all get out. Beautiful spirit, beautiful woman. And she said to me, she said, you know, Doc, I, I, I visualize and I manifest what I see. And her son is probably going to shatter every record that Tiger Woods has. And if he doesn't shatter them, I can tell you this much, he's going to have enough of his own where they will compare those two men in a conversation. I rest assured. Now, just one other thing, well, a couple of other things. Be patient. Say be lazy. And I didn't say be passive. I said be patient. If the things that you are asking God for or your angels to bring the bear for you don't manifest immediately, chill out. You're probably not ready for them, duh. You know, I was thinking a year ago, I was actually I had this happen today when I was walking. I'm walking, praying, and talking to God. And I was thanking him for working out my website, thanking him for getting this contract done, thanking him that I have this show where I have millions of people like you listening. And I was saying, God, I want to touch so many more people's lives, and I want to... Really, I need you to help me be wiser because I need some good search engine optimization people. I need some good public relations people that can take me to levels that I can't take myself. I was praying for Pam. I was praying for my team, you know, all of this. And then God just, you know, after I stopped talking, I walk and I listen to hear what God's going to say back, right? And, and he, he said to me, he said, well, now do you see why I allowed that company to steal your name. Because if if that hadn't happened, I wouldn't know all this stuff that I've learned, been forced to learn. Kind of like you, the story I told you a minute ago about the monk. This kid kept asking this monk, teach him how to pray, teach him how to pray for weeks on end until he turned the monk, and he finally walked him out in the pool and damn near drowned him. <laughs> you know, and he said when he let him up, the kid had, you know, just off the lungs full with water, coughing. And he said, why did you do that? He said, when you become as desperate to have a relationship and to communicate with God as you were, to get back to where you could breathe and get your head out that water, then you'll see manifestation. And that's what I'm saying. And now I get it. Now I understand that delayed does not mean denied, and you need to understand that. When you take the universe's job of worrying about the how, all this really says is you don't really trust God and you don't have faith. You don't you what you're saying is God, you know what? Uh let me tell you what to do. <laughs> and that's not how this works. Like my girl says on the commercial, that's not how any of this works. Divine intervention and divine wisdom and divine power is far greater than anything that you've ever dreamed. Now, here's what I want you to do. If you're listening to this show via Blog Talk Radio, I want you to make sure you hit the subscribe button, and that way you don't have to try to figure out when this show is going to be on. Second thing that I want you to do is make sure you hit the like button on Facebook, 
go to the website and register. Go to my the drdivanyang.org. If you go to .com, it'll redirect you there, but it's doctor with no period, D-R-D-I-V-A-N-Y-O-U-N-G.org, and sign up. And last but not least, all these things that we've talked about tonight, and I, I'll just quick run through real quick. Relax your mind, meditate for however many years you live, one minute for each year. Just be quiet. Look, go on uh, YouTube, type, type in meditation, uh, I think Tibetan chimes, or, you know, nature sounds, but nobody talking preferably. If you need guided meditation, go to my website. We have something you can buy for 15 bucks, and I'll see you'll get an MP3 that'll go to your phone, your computer, whatever. Now, the second thing I said is before you start wanting to bring into your life the manifestation of a desire, child, would you please think that out before you actually meditate and energize that? Because, again, prayer does not work with words. It works with belief, and it works with emotion, and it works with passion. But don't be passionate about some stupid stuff. Think it through. Think about does this bless more than me? How will this affect my life and the lives of other people in the long run? So, boo, you can't be praying for nobody's husband and, and some nothing silly, right? Okay. Third thing I said is when you make your request, picture yourself receiving it. Not just you got it going on, but picture the happiness it will bring to you and other people. And picture yourself paying your bills, keeping your word, providing for loved ones. And then after you get through with the meditation part, every other day or so if you get antsy, just get a pen and write down what it is that you are visualizing and desiring. Write down, I am so happy and grateful now that, whatever it is, because, okay? And then the other thing was feel it. After you get through writing it down, just drive around. You see somebody else driving that car you want, look over there and say, man, that little, I cannot wait to get mine. I am so going to enjoy my new whatever it is that you're asking God for. And while you're feeling things, show gratitude for what you already have as well as be thankful. Say, Lord, you know what? I may not, I may not, I may be wearing a size 18 now, but I'm going to wear a size 10, and I am, I'm so happy now that I'm wearing a 12 because it's not 18 no more. I mean, just be glad, just be grateful, just be happy, be thankful. You will get things to come your way much faster with an attitude of gratitude. And be thankful for little signs. You know what? Thank you for blessing me with a good parking space. Thank you know, it's so funny. Everywhere I go, God is good to me. I get good parking spaces. I don't I went to go eat breakfast this morning. It is packed where I went to go eat breakfast. And the man said, Okay, you're next and these people just looked up, look, I ain't I ain't Shame to say favor is not fair, but I get that everywhere I go. Everywhere I go, I am blessed. And I expect to be blessed because I trust. This is the next part. I trust God is going to always do what I need, when I need it, how I need it. And I'm patient because when it doesn't go the way I want it to go, I know that things are going the way I need them to go. With that stated, now, I'm all I'm about out of time, but I want you to know this and know this very well. I love you madly. Most sincerely I do. 
You've been listening to Conversations with Dr. D. Yvonne Young, and we will be talking to you at lunchtime on Wednesday, noon Central, 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern. Have an awesome week. Bye now.